Get your Bibles out and go to Mark chapter 4. Tonight, ha, 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 ha. I woke up the other day, the funniest thing, and you probably saw my pastor's notes. It was so funny. Um, Before I got my eyes open, the Holy Ghost said to me, laugh at the enemy, ha, ha. Laugh at the enemy, ha, ha. And and the funny thing is, he just kept on saying it until all of a sudden, when I finally got awake, I just kind of stood up and just said, Laugh at the enemy, ha, ha, ha. And I just, the more I said it, the Holy Ghost hit me. And I just started walking around the house drunk in the Holy Ghost. And, 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 the devil, and he said, I want you to start laughing at the enemy. He hates to be laughed at. He's accustomed to people respecting him. Hey, now, see, if you're sad, he, you're giving him a lot of respect. Thank you for y'all's enthusiasm. But he made a statement to me. And, and um. And I got I to qualify my statement because um, Andrew Womack is teaching on this very thing this week. And I promise you, I didn't steal my sermon from him. He stole it from me. No. No. I, I wake up in the morning and watch Andrew. But the Lord said something to me the other day when I woke up. And um, about church people. And uh, about pastoring people, about people. And he said this statement, listen to me. He said, it's unfair for church people to expect you to fix their problems when they haven't been doing what I said. And I thought, well, that's, that's pretty heavy. And, and I understood what he was trying, where he was trying to go with me. And I, I want to tell you a story about me, just as me as a person. You know, everybody wants to do, they want, when they give a job, they want to do well. Well, kind of the criteria for being a, a pastor is that people will come to church and enjoy it. Come and stay. Come, get prayed for, get healed. And there's, a, there's kind of a fantasy about church. And it really isn't real. It's a fantasy only. So we're going we're gonna to talk about Mark 4. We're going to talk about the parable of the sower. Let me jump ahead of myself. Only 25% of all people ever obey God. Even the ones that go to church. I'm talking about, I'm talking about in this church, just... The, and so there's kind of like a, 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 an idea that there is a magic wand or prayer, and I believe in prayer, is going to fix what you didn't do. And it's not going to. It's not going to. And yet there's, there's, a, there's an air. There's an air in America like you come to church and if it's a good church, everyone's happy. Well, Jesus was terrible because there's times people left really mad. His first sermon, he got kicked out of church. Maybe I'm not preaching right. I've had a few people want to kill me though. That has to happen. So he began to talk to me about people and about people. And, and I'm going to preach this tonight because I want you to understand God, there's things God expects out of you. Yes. 
There are things that are not automatic. And I'm, let me give you this as an example. Let's say you've got a teenager who, who never studied all year long and the, and the week before the end of the school comes in for prayer. Tell me how much good that's going to do. Come on, help me out somebody. How much good, I mean, re- really, you think prayer is going to fix nine months of you never cracking a book? Now you're, now you're looking at me and you're laughing, but you want to know how many people walk through those doors every Sunday morning with that mindset? That I'm not ever going to do anything, he says, but my God, I need prayer. And somehow or another, if we don't pray you through, we're a dirty dog. That church ain't no good. I went down there and they couldn't pray me through. And that, that's a mindset in America today. It's almost like you read the Gospels and Jesus just went around healing people. And he did, but not everybody got healed. But even then, you know, there, there's, there's criteria. So, so let's begin. Mark chapter 4, verse 1. Let's, let's, let, we're going to jump real fast because I, I got to go. It says, again, he began to teach by the sea and a great multitude was gathered. And he got in a boat and he sat by the sea and the whole multitude on the, was, was facing the sea. And he taught them many things in parables. And he said to them in his teaching, listen. The sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed. Some seed fell by the wayside, and birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground, and it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. And when the sun was up and scorched because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns. The thorns grew, choked it, and yielded no crop. Other seed fell on good ground, yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, those around him with the 12 said, ask about the parable. And he says, to you, it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but these things are outside. They come in parables so that seeing they may not perceive and hearing they may not understand, lest they turn and their sins be forgiven. And he said, do you not understand this parable? How will you not understand all parables? Verse 13, look at that real closely. He just made a statement and I want you to get this. He called it the Mac Daddy of all parables. He said, this parable is the parable of parables. If you don't understand this one, you don't understand your Bible at all. Now, that's a powerful statement for him to make. If you don't get this one, or let's say it another way, if you get this one, you can understand the whole Bible. You can understand the kingdom of God. You can understand everything about the kingdom of God Jesus brought if you just get this parable. That's good. That's, that's quite a statement, isn't it? So we're going to study it a little bit because if it's the Mac Daddy, let's learn it. All right. The sower sows the word. What's wrong with the word? Not a thing. These are those who are on the wayside. The word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes the word that was sown in their heart. Likewise, those are the ones on stony ground. When they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves and afterwards endure for a time. And afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, underline that, for the word's sake, the trouble is coming because you're in the word. But the trouble is not stopping you. 
and immediately they stumble. Now those who are the ones that are, that are sown among thorns, they hear the word and the cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things enter and choke the word, it becomes unfruitful. And those are their own good ground, and those who hear the word, accept it, bear fruit, 30, 60, and 100 fold. Now I want you to come over here to my board, and I want you to look at what I wrote, Mark 4, 1 through. I didn't put anything on in America today, we have two groups of Christians, saved and not saved. That's the only two groups we have. When we walk up to someone, we say, are you a Christian? Yep, I'm saved. That's the only question we ask anybody. Jesus did not give us two groups. He gave us four. Somebody's right and somebody's wrong. Who, who's wrong? So Jesus split people into four groups. And you and I tonight fit somewhere in these four groups. Now, the reason I'm preaching this, because if you believe that I'm saved or not saved, and I'm saved, you basically took the beginning and made it the end. There's, no, there's nothing in the sandwich. But there is more to being saved than just praying a prayer. So Jesus makes this. He says, the first group never renounced the devil. They heard the gospel, but they never said, sin, no. No more. The Bible talks about this, and I don't have time to get into this, but everywhere Jesus went, he preached, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance is the birth canal you get saved in. You've got to turn from sin to God. You can't just come to God. You've got to turn from sin. You've got to go, Satan, this is your last day. I'm turning from the devil to Jesus. You can't have the, the Jesus and the devil. So when, they, when, they, when, when it says that the devil came, he apparently had not been run off. Now you've got churches full of saved people running around with the devil. Or are they? Oh, he got quiet in this Baptist church. <laughs> Number two, they never prepared for trouble. Oh, Lord, that's me. It's you have a Bible in your lap. Do you actually read it? Yes. The average Christian, if they're laying in a hospital, couldn't quote three healing scriptures that have been in church 20 years. They don't know their Bible. They don't know anything about their Bible. They don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know what belongs to them. They, they're in an Ozzie and Harriet world. They've never taken it serious. And these people are unfaithful. You can call them anything you want to. All they got was their stamp to go to heaven and to heck with everyone else. And we see it all the time and nobody ever says, because all we've got is saved and unsaved. But Jesus put a second, those that, are, that receive the word and they never prepared for trouble. And the trouble comes because of the word. You get in the word, trouble's coming at you. Why? To take the word sown in your heart. Did you prepare for it? Did you, did you actually pick up a Bible and get ready for the day of trouble? Or, or, or are you the kind of person that the minute trouble came, you're gone? Let's come back to church now for a minute. Let's, let's talk about church. There is an unwritten code that if anyone leaves the church, it's the pastor's fault. Oh, it is. Oh, you better believe it is. Because you would not believe how many people come to me and go, what happened to them? 
Well, I guess the sorry dog never didn't make a very good decision for Jesus. I don't know. You know, that, now nobody, nobody liked it. You don't say that. But it had to have been because if we were a good church, everybody that walks in loves the Lord. No, they don't. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. And the way you know they don't, because when trouble comes, they're done. <laughs> Boom, out. Yeah. Oh, pastor, you need to watch your mouth. Quit confessing they're going to leave. Listen, Leroy. <laughs> Jesus said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> Let's talk about God for a minute. There's, a, there's an unwritten code in America today that if you're a good leader, people follow you. Well, what happened in heaven? Bad water? Music not good? Air condition? Entertainment wasn't all that. You think about the fact. You have the God of the universe, one third of his angels get up and walk out. That's, a, that is, that's poor leadership if I've ever heard it. Right? No. No. And see, what was the circumstances? There weren't any. Listen to me, and you're not going to like this. You don't need a circumstance. And, it, and, and even though you say it's a circumstance, it isn't true. Um, that's what the parable is about. Listen, let's come down here for a minute. Good heart. If your heart's right, your pastor can be a son of a gun. And you can be married to a son of a gun. It's your heart. It's not, your, it's not the church. It's not your marriage. It's not the government. It's you. John worshiped God on the Isle of Patmos. He lived in a cave. What in the world's wrong with America? What happened to Paul having to being beaten, thrown in jail, and put in stocks? He didn't backslide. The circumstances are not the issue. It is our heart. Boy, that's good preaching. Thank you. Thank you. Number three, people never deal with their idols. Distractions. All right, let me, let's, let's talk about, I'm a, are y'all okay? Breathe, just everybody breathe. I don't want anybody passing out on me. Did you know that almost every parable in the Bible deals with seed? Jesus said, if you understand seed, you understand God. When's the last time you had a seed, you planted it Monday, and you got a harvest Tuesday? No, it don't work like that. No, it don't work like that. It never has worked like that. But, but you know what? We think it does. We've got people in church that have no seed in the ground. And they want some prayers answered. You got no, you don't even, you haven't even been in the field this year. Come on, guys. Jesus came and said, make disciples. He never said nothing about a convert. A disciple is a person who wants to be like their teacher. Amen. That's what a disciple is. 
They look at Jesus and go, I want to be like him. If you have not separated yourself to be like him, you're not a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. There, you've got, if you want to harvest, and the Bible talks about harvest, 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 harvest. We're going to talk, I'm going to show you scriptures after scripture after scripture after scripture where Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a field, like a seed, like a tree, like a fruit, like a... Constantly, and honey, if you want to go out and get an orange off of a tree, it, they don't just pop. Right. You plant it, you water it, you fertilize it. You you are going to do something to get fruit off that tree. If you want fruit in your Christian life, it's a little bit more than popping in a church every once in a while and reading your Bible occasionally. That's not Christianity at all. It is in America, but it's not in the Bible. It's not even in your Bible. I'm doing good though. The third group, no fruit and never matured. All right, let's, let me, okay, okay. Y'all don't, y'all, listen. If you're, if you're excited, it's because you are reading your Bible. If you're sad right now, it's because you're not. So act. Don't let me know that this is bothering you because I've already, we've pinned you down. All right. Yeah, yeah. You better believe it. All right. Let's move on. Let's go. James chapter 1. I, I, I said that because I was watching Andrew after the Lord gave me the sermon. I went in Andrew and he's preaching this exact same message. And I went, they're going to swear I stole it. But he did make a statement. He said this farmer came in and he, he neglected to, to grow any wheat. And one week before the harvest, he planted. And then he came to Andrew and says, what happened? What happened? You don't get wheat in a week. And he's mad at God. There's, there's seed time, 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 seed, time. There's a time to put plant seed. One week for harvest, not time. In the, in the hospital, it's not when you believe God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You better start believing God now. You better get some seed in the ground. You want a prosperous life, you better get some seed in the ground. You want a joy, you better get some seed in the ground. You want prosperity, you got to get some seed in the ground. If the scriptures don't roll off your tongue, you don't know them. Wow. <laughs> you, didn't plant, you didn't plant nothing. Okay, okay, James, James 1, 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted, oh, plant, 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 you plant, plant the word which is able to save your soul. And be a doer of the word, not a hearer deceiving who? Yourself. If anyone hears the word and doesn't do it, he's like a man observe his natural face in the mirror. He observes and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. And he looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, not forgetful here, but a doer. This man will be blessed in his deed. He's the only one that's going to be blessed in his deed. You don't get blessed unless you're actually picking up the Bible and going, oh, this is what it says and this is the way I'm going to live. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? There is no other way to do it. That is 
Jesus said that is the way the kingdom operates. Not Mickey Mouse. There's no magic wand in this church. There's no magic wand. The seed always works. If you have wheat, it's because you planted it, you tended it, you watched it, you groomed it, you fertilized it, and you ate it. Everything in life from God works that way. There is no accidental wheat harvest. You didn't accidentally get oranges or pineapples or avocados. I got an avocado tree in the front yard. I, got, I just planted me some new orange trees, um, grapefruit trees. And um, folks, I'm going to tell you something. When it didn't rain, I got, the, I got 200 feet of water hose. I'm dragging around the yard, watering my trees, praying, oh God, send the rain, send the rain, send the rain. Went out and got me an expensive fertilizer that kind of, you put it in this ground and then it kind of releases over a period of time. You want oranges? You want good ones? You better, you got to think. It ain't, it ain't just coming. And you know, why did I plant the tree? Why did God plant you? He wants fruit off of you. What happens if you don't produce any? He's not very, he don't like it. Oh, that destroyed God. Don't ever get angry. <laughs> I understand when people say that. They're, what they're trying to say is Jesus bore the wrath. He did. But, he, but to say he never gets angry is wrong. My children are not under wrath. I'm not, I haven't killed one of them. But I have been mad at them. I have been real mad at them. And I, and I didn't kill them. Lisa told me, don't kill them. <laughs> Look at Mark 4, 26. We're gonna go, I, want, I want to go about a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of scriptures. I'm doing this because I need to make an impact on your mind. Are you all Okay. When I first took this church, when someone would die, I took responsibility for that. I was wrong to do it, Catherine. I didn't know any better. Can I take the credit if they live? Can't take responsibility if they die. But yet, I actually allowed some, not everybody in church, but some people, they put on the pastor that if you have a good pastor, your church is going to grow. If you have a good pastor, people are good healed. People get, get saved. They're going to come to church, love church, and never backslide. Well, if that's true, God never got there. That's right. Because he screwed up with Judas. Amen. Now, what about the Garden of Eden? What percentage of his congregation did he lose that day? Well, that's bad leadership. Do you understand that that's, that, that, that's, that scenario is not true? Maybe it has something to do with followership. There's more people following the devil today than Jesus. So he's a better leader than Jesus. According to leadership books. Don't shout me down. Do you understand the mindset that, that Americans have over success? Yeah, it's, cra it's crazy how we pull the world and pull it into church and we stamp the church, good, bad, or ugly, based on a business. Yep. Wow. Let me tell you something. You can't use the leadership principles in a business that I use because I, I got, I got a, a family member that got fired from Walmart for saying 
about a funny boy that he has issues. That guy has issues. And he got fired. You can say it here all you want to. You funny, you got issues. All right, do you understand that? So the principles in a business, there's things, there's things, see, nobody in a business is looking at you saying, if you don't live right, you're fired. You come here, if you don't live right, I'll fire you. So it's harder to pastor a church than it is to run a business. Way harder to pastor a church. Because I'm working with volunteers and they have to be holy. There's not a lot, there's just the, the there's not a lot of volunteers. There's not a lot of people to pick from. And people come to me and say, well, I'll work in the church if you give me some money. I say, well, you're the very person I don't want. Oh, that, that didn't go over very big at all. There's a guy died for you and he owns you lock, stock and barrel. Go to work. <laughs> that don't go over very well either. All right, let's go back over here. If you didn't like this sermon, come back next week. I'll have a better one. I may, I may not, but you know, give me at least two chances. Mark four twenty six. look at this. Another parable, he said, the kingdom of God is as a man should scatter seed. Let's go down to 430. And then he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? And with what parable shall we picture it? It's like a mustard seed. What's, what's, he, what's he talking about? Go to John 12, 24. Look, let's look it on the screen and we'll just let her do it on the screen. Jesus said, surely I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it remains alone. He's talking about his death. And he said the whole kingdom of God is like a seed. Now let's, let's, let's do another one. Let's, let's, just, let, let's just see, maybe, maybe I'm looping here. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, go over there. Let's see if I'm just making all of this up. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. We'll just wait on her. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Because this is a good one. And I say to you, now he's talking about money. He's talking about health, salvation, money, holiness. Every subject Jesus got on He talked about a seed. Now you think about this. If that's the key to understanding the Bible, you've got to understand what happens to a seed when it goes in the ground. There's a lot of things about growing something you and I have got to learn. The first one, here's the first one. No seed, no plant. Is that okay? So how are you going to have a better life if you're not putting the word of God in your heart other than Sunday morning sermon and Wednesday sermon? You don't have, you don't have any seed in the ground. 
I got scriptures, I, I wake up and I quote them. I just quote them, I quote them. I've been doing it for 40 years. It's, it's not a matter of whether I know them. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me, for cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. He forgives every iniquity. He heals every disease, and he redeems my life from destruction. How, ask me how many times I say that in a week. How about a day? All the time. Christ if any man's in Christ, I am a new creation. I'm a new species of ease of being that never existed before. And I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. For him who knew no sin became sin that I might be made the righteousness of God. Ask me how many times I've said that scripture. Thousands and thousands of times. Sometimes there's seed. There's the next thing you don't understand about trees is you've got to water them. So he calls the word the seed, and then he calls it water. So you say, but I already planted that seed. Well, now say it again because now you're watering it. You know, the word the Bible's not real to you until you put it in your mouth and are saying it, and you got to say 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 it, and that makes you a name to claim it, blab it, grab it, but you got to say it. Are y'all ready? We're going to move on. Galatians 6, 8. Let's read it. Did I even read the one while ago on, the, on money? I didn't. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, then that only will he receive. You, you want money? Sow. You don't sow. Well, you're just going to work for a living, get a paycheck, and live by paycheck. You want your finances to increase. Take the money you have and sow it. Oral Roberts did not make this up. Yeah. Kenneth Copeland did not make it up. Preachers did not make this up. All we're told to do is preach it. We didn't write this. I didn't write this. I'm not after your money. I, I'm just doing what the boss said. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? I mean, if you have another Bible you'd like me to preach from, I mean, you know, I'm not going to, but... Now look, now we're going to talk about holiness. How do you live holy? Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever man sows, that shall he reap. He who sows his flesh. Now he's talking about the way you live. And he's talking about the fact that the way you live every day of your life is like a man having a garden and you've got to sow right living into you. You got to wake up in the morning and read the good scriptures. And by the way, read them to your kids. Well, thank you for y'all's enthusiasm. You want to know how often we read, children obey your parents, that it'll go well with you to the boys? Every time we whipped them. <laughs> by the time they were five, they could quote the scripture. What scripture is daddy about to use? <laughs> I should obey you that it'll be well with me. Is it going to be well for the next five minutes? No. Do you want to live a long life? Yes. Okay, bend over. Ah! I said, I hadn't hit you yet. <laughs> they ain't learning no scripture if you ain't quoting it. Now that I'm on it, let's do something. 
let's just, I'm on, I've, already got, I've already got myself so buried here today. <laughs> Quit sending your kids to someone else's house to raise them because you spent 18 years and didn't teach them the Bible. How long does it take to raise a kid? 18 years. That's a tree, baby. That ain't no wheat grass. That's a tree. But if you put the word in them, they'll be good adults. If you didn't, oh God. We start praying for their mate now. Maybe they'll get a bad mate and then they just kill each other. Well, you know what I mean. Beat some sense into each other. Folks, I'm being serious. We, we've kind of thought that if we just came and walked into church, then we were just, we just Christian. Honey, you're not a Christian because you walk into church. Amen. It's true. We wanna, did, did you ever pick that book up and did you ever open it? And John Wesley's mother stayed home and raised those kids and she fed the word of God to every one of her kids. From the time they were little, she fed the word of God to them. Every one of them changed the world. Your kids will change the world if you feed the word to them. And they'll change the prison system if you don't. Thank you for y'all. I, I, I didn't mean to be ugly to you. I'm just... <laughs> it's unfair. It's unfair for you as a Christian to expect us to pray you out of the messes you're in because you're not doing what he told you. It's unfair. Pray for my son. No. You pray for your son. And pray for yourself. Now let me tell you something. I've had some prayers over myself. You know, I did the best I could and if you have, you just keep praying, standing on the word of God. You do the best you know, and then you're still going to need to pray. But don't slop it and think you're going to fix it with your prayers. Because you, you may not. Now, does that work sometimes? I did it with my mom. She didn't teach me the Bible, but boy, when God got a hold of me. But she got real serious with her prayer life. But she didn't know any better. She, she she just got saved a month before I did. And boy, she took the worst kid in the family. I'm glad I was the worst. <laughs> Does that mean there's no hope? No, there's hope. But don't just flip a, don't just chance it. Don't just goof off all year in school and hope you pass. Okay. I'm going on. I'm going on. Mark, Matthew 13, 36. This is, this, look at this. When Jesus sent the multitude away, he went into the house and his disciples came and said, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. And he who sows good seed is the son of man and the field is the world and the good seed are the sons of the kingdom and the tares are the sons of the wicked one. Now he's talking about the end of the age and he's talking about people going to heaven or hell and he said, it's like a field. Wait a minute. Let's look at this. Let's think about this. Every subject you broach with Jesus, he goes back to a seed in a garden. 
every time he talked about something, whether it was the end of the age, people being saved, holiness, money, he always started with gardening. Now, let's think about this for a minute. When's the last time you planted a garden came up just Where do we get this idea that everything's going to fall on your head like a ripe cherry? Where did you get this? Well, you didn't get it from me, but you probably got it off of television. If you'll just give $2,011, God will save all your relatives. No, he won't. Well, now it's $2,019. All that, that's a con job, folks. You don't get your family saved because you give some preacher money on television. And he has some special anointing to send you a cloth. I just do it. <laughs> Folks, I'm a Holy Ghost man. I believe in walking with God and fellowshipping with God. But I also believe in, in, in the day by day being a Christian. If you sow to your flesh... We're not going to pay that. You are. It's to your benefit to stop being hard to get along with. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? I, I, I know people, I could name names, that are believing for healing and they're mean. How you doing? Fine. <laughs> Hadn't seen you in a while. Right. We love you. Okay. Believe for healing. No, you're not. You're going to die. The merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Why don't you start sowing some joy if you'd like to walk in health? You can't violate the word of God and sow strife and have a good life. You're sowing to your flesh and it's going to come up. Sermons on holiness are good for us because some of y'all need to pray for crop failure. God, take all those things I said and I, I curse those seeds in Jesus' name. You need to pray that some of that stuff will die right now and the, 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 the frost will kill it. Kill it, Jesus, kill it. Wow, what time is it? No, I'm not worrying about anything. I just want to know how much longer y'all got to stay here and... John 8, go to John 8. Mark eleven twenty three and 24, if you speak to this tree. He's talking to a tree. It's a tree. That means you can, speak, you can curse some trees. You might want to curse a tree. John 8. Are you all okay? I, I'm bringing you back, I'm bringing us back to a little bit more of a reality because, uh, I, you know, you, I want to. I want I love to preach on miracles, and I love to preach on uh, on people being healed, and I love to preach on all that stuff. And let's believe God for people to get saved. But in the long run, folks, it, a cup on the side of the road is not a way to make a living. 
And that's basically what we've done in church. We come in with a cup. I need a healing. I need a healing. I need a healing. You've been a Christian for 20 years. How God, you ought to be up here praying for people yourself. Are y'all okay? All right. John 8, 31. I got two more scriptures and I got to turn y'all loose. You can go home and pour some lotion all over your feet. <laughs> Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed, and then you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. That's pretty blunt. And that's pretty straight, isn't it? It's the word of God that sets you free. And, and you know what? You, thank God that there's times God does things for us out of mercy. But he don't do everything out of mercy. I told my kids when they were growing up, I said, if I had a million dollars, I wouldn't buy you a new truck on your 16th birthday. Uh, worst thing in the world I'd do for you. Now, I'll help you. I'll, I'll take my truck and drive you down and get you a job. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? I mean, you, God is not, he's not a bad dad. He's going to help you. He's not doing everything for you or not. There's still Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the Bible. It's still in there. I, last time I checked, New Testament. Renew your mind, put your flesh under. Are y'all, you, you, there's no other way to do this. So what are you wanting to see in your life? What is it you're wanting to see? You might want to get your Bible out and start finding some scriptures and start getting some seed in your heart. Because he said down there, he said, the fourth are those who prepared the ground. Folks, listen to me. The ground has nothing to do with the idols, the trouble, or the devil. It's totally you. You're in control of your ground. You're doing what you want to do. Now, there are things that we do and they're not wrong, correct? Cares, riches, and pleasure. That's not sin. Spend your life doing them and your life ends up with no fruit. You can come to church and go, I love the Lord. Okay. Fruity. You have no fruit. You have no fruit in your life. You have no souls you've saved. You've done zero. And, that, and that's your business. And I'm not going to say a word to you. I'm not going to look at you and go, I didn't see you last week. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to leave you alone because I've already found. I sleep at night. I used to didn't. I used to, I used to you know, people that used to be in this church years ago, they had to tolerate me. But I'm going to tell you why I preached hard. I thought I had to change you with my preaching. And it became a great liberty when I found out I didn't. And now I can be nice and you can go to hell. If you want to. Do you understand? I don't have to make you change. And that's a burden. I didn't know I was carrying this 
My God, if they keep that up, they're going to destroy you their life. And man, I would preach like the house is on fire. And they'd go, man, he is mean. Well, I thought that was what I was supposed to be doing. And one day I went, they're not changing. They don't even like me. And it dawned on me, people do what they want to. In heaven, they did what they wanted to do. God let them. In the garden, they did what they wanted to do. And God let them. And I got to let you. I watch some of y'all and I go, that ain't going to turn out good. <laughs> and I just leave you alone and let you just bomb it. Sometimes let your kids eat it. Let them eat it. I know y'all didn't like that. I mean, they do something stupid. Go, okay. When, when, when I was in jail, I called my dad. I hadn't talked to my dad in my whole life. Called him when I was in jail. He said, um, I said, Dad, he said, yes, this is Daryl. I haven't seen him in years. I said, I'm in jail. And he said, how'd you get in there? I said, well, he said, well, you got in, figured out how to get out and hung up. <laughs> mean old man. Later, he was married to a woman named Murtis. Murtis looked at me after I got saved. She said, he wept his eyes out when he hung up the phone. He said, I can't go get him out. I'll destroy him. He's got to eat it. I'm glad he left me in. You think God's a good dad? He's liable to leave you in some spots. I don't know why God let this happen to me. You're the one sowing it, honey. I guarantee you this, he's watching you. Now, I'll tell you this, and this is between, Justin's in here, but Lisa keeps tabs on all the boys all the time. They just don't know it. I got five minutes. Can I tell you all a story on Jordan? Jordan decided one day to be a truck driver and he had never even been in a, a car with a stick. Had no idea how to use that thing. So he goes to Missouri because he gets a piece of paper. We'll train you for free if you'll work for us for a year. And he just gets on a bus and goes to Missouri. It's typical Morgan. <laughs> just leave today and tomorrow I'm gone, you know. So he gets in a, the truck, and there's the, his first driver was a very mean man, very mean. And he would cuss Jordan. So Lisa is watching him constantly. She has no idea that mama's watching. And Lisa gets on the phone with the headquarters of the trucking company, and they sent a, an escort out police and pulled Jordan out of the truck and Jordan's driving down the road and the police pulls him over and they pulled Jordan out and put him in the police car and he's like what did I do took him and put him with a Christian man to teach him to drive the truck and, it, and after a while it dawned on Jordan that mama did it <laughs> so for Christmas he bought her these big bear paw 
shoes for walking around the house. And he nicknamed her Mama Bear. <laughs> she watches everything they do. And if you, if you uh, mess with one, she will come down on you. <laughs> but they don't usually know that she's watching. Anyway, that's enough of that. So he, 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 uh, he got his, he learned to drive a stick shift and he got a nicer man. But, but Mama Bear jumped in. Anyway, so, so much of that. I just thought y'all would enjoy that. Go to Matthew 7. Let's, let's close with this. So God does watch you. He doesn't always rescue you, but he watches you, okay? Well, y'all got quiet on me. That means everybody needed to hear this sermon. By God, I'm glad I preached this. Matthew 7, 21. Let's read this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. Wow. Shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father. Does it ever dawn on anybody that we should actually be doing what he said? What about the three quarters of the Christians who don't? Does that kind of, does that kind of astound you a little bit? It does me. It actually does me. When you pick up your Bible and say Jesus is Lord, that means the book, that's your book. And he has a right to what, he's, what you do and what you don't do. And the way you live and where you go and where you work and who you marry, he has a say so in that. That's not been preached. It really hadn't been preached like it should be. Keith Moore made a statement that says, you can't do what you want to. You better start praying. I agree with him. Many will say to me in that day, hadn't we prophesied in your name, cast out devils? We did a lot of works. He says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I'll liken to a wise man build his house on a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house. It didn't fall. It's not going to fall. It's founded on a rock. If you build your life on the word of God, it's not going to fall apart. But everyone who walks in a church and listens and, and hears these sayings of mine and decides, I, I'm not doing that, is a foolish man who built his house on the saying, the rain is going to come. The rain is going to come. Are y'all listening to me? It's coming. Now, I've been through quite a few things in my life. And a lot of them are very, very, very bad. And when the storm ended, I didn't have anything, but I'm, but I'm standing. And I went, I feel naked, but I'm here. <laughs> Folks, I've been through some stuff, and some of you have too. But that word kept me. I'm glad I put it in. And I still do. Is this too much? Thank you. It's not too much. Folks, it's unfair for you to expect people to pull you through something when you're not doing what you're supposed to be. It's unfair, guys. If you're, not, if you're here and you're not in the Word of God, you're not following the Lord, start. Get your Bible out. Start. Begin. There's nothing on this planet that trumps the Word of God. Everything in your life that's any good is based in that Bible. It's based in the Word of God. Everything. We have a whole generation. They're Christians if they just come to church sometimes. I'm sorry. And I, I, I was a youth pastor. 
I told every teenager that wasn't doing what they're supposed to, that it wouldn't go well with them. I said, it won't go well with you. It didn't go well. Every one of them, every one. I wasn't, I wasn't prophesying. I had a girl. She's dating a guy who's not saved. I said, don't do that. I like him. I'm in love. So well, you know you're not. He's not saved. He's not a Christian. Oh, I'm going to get him saved. No, you're not. On the way to Disney, Lisa's driving. I climbed in the back of that station wagon and spent a half an hour talking to her about her walk with God. She's been divorced three times. She's not married today. Sick as a dog. Been in and out of the hospital. Kids are all on drugs. Life screwed up. She was born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking teenage girl. Wouldn't listen to anything I said. Didn't listen to her mom either. Listen to nobody. Had a boy in the youth group. Took him to work. His mama raised him. She's kind of loopy. His dad, I don't know where his dad was. Just loved that boy. Just took him to work, taught him how to work. Just, I, I, I just became as literally his dad or tried to. Finally, one day I met a girl. I went, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, no. Oh, she was sexy. She's a hot little sexy thing. And wasn't long after that, I, he married her. I went, oh, God almighty, don't do that. But you know, it's kind of like mind your own business. He got his hands on an AR-15 and he went and shot it in his garage. He's just a kid. I mean, he had the mind of a four-year-old. He's just a boy. And his wife called the cops. He stepped out on the front porch where they are and they killed him, dropped him stone cold dead. 21, 22 years of age, died and went dead. Folks, you want to know how many people I have sat with and talked to? Hundreds of people. Didn't do any good. So sometimes you just get them in a crowd and say, can I talk to all y'all? Is this all right? The kingdom of God is like a man with a garden. If you want fruit, you got to plan for it. You want tomatoes, plant tomatoes. You want butter beans, you plant butter beans. And then you pull the weeds, you keep it watered, and you'll have a good garden. As simple as falling off a tree. Want health? It's easy to walk in health. You go find some healing scriptures. Find out who you are in Christ. Find out what belongs to you. You're redeemed from the curse of the law. Find out that love is the fulfillment of the law. And if you fulfill the law, he'll take sickness from the midst of you. You walk in love, you walk in health. And it takes effort to walk in love. It takes effort to walk in. You got to practice it. You got to practice it every day. Practice it. Patience every day. Patient, be patient, be patient. Drive down the road and tell yourself, be patient, be patient, be patient. There's Yankees down here. Be patient. If you want to be healthy, and you'll be healthy. I got exactly 30 seconds. How do I finish up? How many of y'all ready to make some adjustments? 
Ready to go to work in the garden? Ready to work on some trees? God put Adam in a garden. Tend it. Keep it. You tend it. You keep it. Keep the devil out. Take care of the trees. I'll be back tomorrow. Not hard. That's, Christ- That's Christianity, isn't it? Isn't it? Now, is there a place for prayer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Walking with God. And then there's mercy. But, folks, this is, this is simple. Live your life in such a way that when we have to pray for you, you have seed in the ground. Do you understand? I want to, when Angela calls me up and says, Pastor, we're having an issue, I go, her and Mike got seed in the ground. I know them. I know them. It's easy. It's not real hard to pray for Angela. It's not real hard to pray for Paul. Do you all see that? There are some people in this church, it's difficult to pray for them. I go, it'll be a miracle. It'll be pure mercy or they're going, that's not going to be good. Are you all okay? You understand? Yeah. Father God, <laughs> thank you for mercy. I took, I took the scripture you gave me the other day. And I, I preached it with everything I got in my heart. We're born again Christians. There's a lot more to this life than just getting saved. We've got people in this church, been in this church 5, 10, 15 years. Hey, if there's any fruit in their life, I have never seen it. I have never seen them do anything. I don't want to, I don't want to have to start trying to pray them out of a mess. I will, I'll try. Won't take responsibility for it, but I'll try. Father, I, I, I pray that we would start living our life where we're waking up in the morning and actually planting, planting the right seeds, putting the Word of God in us, pulling weeds when they need to be pulled. Get the stuff out. Put on Jesus. Take the old man off. Get our minds renewed with the Word. You promised us that if we would do that, that seed would come up. If I sow love, love comes up. If I sow financially, it comes up. If I sow mercy, mercy comes up. I pray, Father, we would walk out of here tonight and realize that this is really more of a day-by-day thing than an event-to-an-event thing. It's what we do every day of our lives that really has more to do with our life than anything else. It's the way we live in our life. I pray that it the people leave the night and understand the, the heart of where I'm coming from. There needs to be some changes in people in this nation, maybe some in this church. And Father, if there's changes to be made in me, I'll make them. I'll make them in me. And I give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. So that's how the kingdom works. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.